Hey, Facebook. Getting ready. Hi, Periscope. We're getting ready. It's nine o'clock. Let's see. Put on Do Not Disturb on my phone. Somebody's bound to text me or something. So gotta get that together. So let's see, let's see. It's nine o'clock. Hey there. All right, it's my, oh, it's not Monday. What am I thinking? It's hump day. It's Wednesday night, August 14th at nine o'clock. And this is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And you guys know how I do. I always get the show started off with something good, right? Got to do my three cheers of joy. So we'll get started with that. Um, first off, let's do a quick recap, I guess, of last week. And we'll wait for a couple people to join in. Hi there, you guys, for joining in. Let's see what I have. Let's get a little music going Nobody first. Nobody knows where great ideas come see from. See what we can. But if you um, don't do anything, get with them, past that. I can tell you where they'll. Uh oh, I don't know what happened right there, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. All my technology issues. I'm sure to share them. No shame here. Hey Sheila, hey Stephanie. It's nine o'clock on Wednesday, uh, August fourteenth, and we're gonna get this party started. Hey. We're going to go ahead and get this party started. So, as always, I start with my three cheers of joy. And tonight will be no different. So, three cheers of joy. First thing I have to celebrate. First of all, I'm drinking a Pinot Noir or Pinot Noir. You guys, it's pronounced differently, Pinot Noir. And the reason I'm drinking this tonight is because I bought it on sale at Walgreens for $5.51. It is officially on clearance. So you guys know I'm always on a budget. So we're gonna go with the fact that I was on a budget. So that's what I'm toasting to tonight. My first uh, cheers of three cheers of joy is that I'm so happy, happy, happy that I did not break my arm last night. Yes, 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 I fell again. On the same side, on my right arm, and I, I'm getting older. I'm falling more often. Remember, I fell in San Diego on my right side, and I was out of commission for a few days. Well, last night I fell again, and I thought my arm was broken. So I'm officially going to the doctor to get it checked out. So it wasn't broken. I can move my fingers and I can raise my arm. So I know it's not broken, but you know, maybe I have some rotator cuff issues. You know, I am, you know, we get older, this stuff starts breaking down. So cheers to not breaking my fucking arm last night. First off. My second celebration. Yes, exactly. My second celebration, my second cheer of joy is that, oh my gosh, so many great things have happened. Um, oh, something wonderful that happened. I had a colleague looking at my personal website and he thought it was so awesome he recommended it to a major um medical marijuana uh company that i can go in and do the website for them he was so pleased with it so fingers crossed on that i just felt very um grateful that i've been working so hard trying to have my stuff look oh i lost my periscope camera <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been trying so hard to have it looking professional. And so someone noticed and um, they want to recommend me for something else. So let me stop my Periscope broadcast. 
All right, I had to do that with my toe because my camera fell. Uh oh, I might fix it in a minute. But anyway, so it just went along with me of everything that I'm doing and I'm working so hard to just try to build my own brand and you know, just being so honest and open about myself is that somebody's noticing, people are noticing. And um, so that was a big thing for me. So I'm very grateful for that. And so cheers to that. My third celebration is that I got a new sign. You can see it behind me. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Joy Exposed. And it's got my website on it. So that's my third celebration. Cheers to that. Cheers to my faceless love for just being money on the spot, right? Just on the spot to make it happen. He knew that I needed something different. He needed that, knew that I needed something that identified me and just showing that I was doing my own thing, trying to figure this out. So he made that happen. So joy exposed, right? So that's really exciting. That's my third celebration. So cheers to that. So just really good stuff that's happened. I'm going to look at my format. So I decided on Wednesday since I moved to hump day and I'm always talking about um, women and finding ourselves and finding our way. I've decided that I'm going to have from now on a WCW, a woman crush Wednesday from my timeline. So a woman that I've come into contact with and I think she's phenomenal. I'm going to do it every week. As long as we're on Wednesday, maybe we'll change to start doing some stuff for the men. But I think the fact that we exist is enough for the men, right? So my Woman Crush Wednesday for this week, her name is Jennifer Williams, and I loaded up on my Joy Exposed uh, Facebook page. And she is, I think I enjoy her so much because she's like, she's a Virgo. <laughs> she's a free spirit. And she's a young mother and she's a wife and she's working every day just trying to figure out how to balance everything. And that reminded me that I too existed at that age, but I didn't know who I was or the path that I was on. So talking to her and reading some of her writing and just being Facebook friends with her. And she even hosted a reading for me up in Chattanooga uh, about a year ago with some of her uh, Soros and girlfriends and you know she's just amazing so I actually told her about I guess it was May maybe in May or June that she was my woman crush Wednesday but I never posted anything so cheers to my woman crush Wednesday her name's Jennifer Williams I hope she's listening I'll tag her in it later and um, what brings up next is our Facebook post of the week which I thought it was appropriate because of the conversation that we're going to have, um, the conversation that we're gonna have later about lazy dating, about people taking from you when you don't wanna give to them. So my Facebook post of the week, which is hilarious, I'm gonna read it. So shout out to Deidre Stevens Johnson, and I'll tag her in it so that she'll know I used her post. It's a PSA, right? Public service announcement to the men. Quit stopping women and telling women to smile when they're minding their own business and going about their day. <laughs> I thought that was so profound because people have a tendency to kind of break your revelry to satisfy something that they want from you. Guess what? If I'm in deep thought, if I'm doing my own thing, I'm not bothering anybody, I'm not minding anybody's business, just leave me alone. And if you say, hey, smile, that doesn't make me want to smile. It makes me want to say, leave me the fuck alone. Like, why are you interrupting me? So 
I thought that was great that she put that public service announcement out. But I think a lot of times men, women, whoever, I think they believe that's a way to get you to get to a good space. But it's not. It, it really kind of interrupts the space that you're already in. So um, I think that uh, that was profound. So I was very happy to see Deidre post that on her Facebook. So that's my Facebook post of the week. So, you know, just let people exist, right? You demanding a smile from somebody isn't going to make them smile. Smiles are inspired. You get, you think so? I think smiles are inspired. So a lot of times when you get to a good place in your life, you just smile anyway. I find myself smiling, but I'm smiling because of my internal thoughts, not because of the external things, unless there are some triggers. There are some things that do cause me to smile. But when I'm in deep thought and I'm trying to figure it out and I'm not aware of the people that exist around me, don't interrupt me. Don't. So I thought Deidre was pretty profound in, in saying that. And it bothers a lot of women. There was another post about it today. Women are just like, stop saying that to me. And, um, you know, guys, if that's something that you do, maybe you could say something like, hi, instead, instead of you should smile or stop frowning or you look mean or you look because women, we really don't give a fuck. Right. If you say that because we're doing our thing. So I love that from Deidre. That was my Facebook post of the week. Um, another thing, I'll put that on my page as well, and as well as the one from last week is up. It's got some great conversation happening on it. Um, another word that's been floating around Facebook, it's not my post of the week, but it's consistency. So it was about um, people wanting consistencies from their mate. But I think what we don't realize is that either consistency is a part of you or it isn't. When people aren't consistent in their relationships, that means other parts of their lives they're not consistent in either, not willingly. I mean, you go to work consistently, maybe, but being consistent in a relationship or being aware of somebody existing um, outside of you, that's something that's either a part of you or it's not a part of you. So when you ask people for consistency, you may even be asking them for something that they don't even know. They don't even realize that uh, you're asking. They don't know what you want. Like you want to call consistently. You want to uh, text message consistently. You want to see me on Thursdays. They're like choose something to be consistent with instead of their whole self being consistency. They're, and, you know, people who are consistent usually have good credit, right, because they pay their bills. Um, they're aware of things of that's kind of a common thread of people who are successful in their businesses and who are good people. They're consistent, right? So the best thing for me, and I made a comment about it, is that I find that people are consistent when they're being who they are, not when I'm, they're trying to be who I want to make them to be, right? So that's, you know, I want to throw that in for, for my Facebook. So we had our three cheers of joy. And if you guys didn't notice, I have on lipstick. So that means I must have had a really good week because I put lipstick on because I never wear lipstick. But I thought tonight as I was sitting here playing in the light and trying to get the broadcast together that I would wear lipstick. And so I put some on. I hope you like it. It's kind of a, not a fuchsia, kind of a dark fuchsia. I don't know. It was brand new. It was in my bag. That means I purchased it and never wore it. I never wear lipstick. You guys know that. Um... Another thing along with me wearing my lipstick is I had wedding hair. I know you guys saw my great pictures when my hair was curly. I was so pleased. 
So I'm going to do it again probably next week because I never do anything to my locks. I just let them grow and um, hang and just do what they're going to do. But I went to a wedding that was pretty phenomenal. It was Adidas theme and uh, <laughs> it was an Adidas theme wedding. And I had so much fun at this wedding. And I laughed and I went with uh, my faceless love and several of people from Facebook group was there because uh, Reiko and uh, Anthony, I met them in the group. So, and they were married this past weekend. So that was fun. We got to wear our sneakers. So we were like really kicking it in our sneakers and all this Adidas gear. It was a lot of fun. So that was my curly wedding hair. And I love that a lot. The downside about saying I had wedding hair when I got to work the ladies thought that meant I got married. So they were going to see my wedding ring. And I was like, no, 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 no. I had my hair curled for a wedding. Hold your horses. Right. So uh, that wasn't the thing. So um, that was a lot of fun tying my hair up and trying to see if it would work because I've never done anything to it. So um, just trying to get dressed up and to go to a wedding that was Adidas casual and funky and fun and great music and lots of love. We had a phenomenal time and we laughed. We laughed so much. I actually thought we were going to get kicked out of the wedding. I was planning. And think about that. You go to a wedding with somebody that you love and you're cutting up so bad that you're thinking, if they ask me to leave, I'm just going to get my drink and walk out. Like I'm not going to raise any hell or anything because I'm already doing too much. But it was a lot of fun. And then we were all doing too much. So me and faceless love doing too much it was all right we just blended right in we had a great time and uh after the wedding we went to a party a 70 year old birthday party for miss joanne uh thomas she lives in marietta she turned 70 and um it was really sweet and her kids all were, her kids were there and they threw this amazing party for her and you could just feel the love there and her husband mr edward lee said he met her when she was 14 years old and he was 18 and he talked about the love he had for her and he also said that he just realized recently that most of the time she's right and when he realized that most of the time she's right it was like a burden lifted off of him and then he could live happily ever after <laughs> so that was kind of funny because men always talk about women women think they're right all the time hi sherry that women think they're right all the time but you know it's not you think you're right. It's just that, you know, the way we process things differently. And I think people fight against it. And there's no reason to fight against somebody you love for something that you both want. So I'm going to say hi a little bit on Facebook. Let's see who's here. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Varisa. Hi, Joanne. Let's see. Hi, Jocelyn. Steven. Hey, Vaughn. Hi, Tina. Hi, Sheila. Hi, Tabitha. Hey, Tab. Don't forget, I'm looking for a job in a couple of years, girl. <laughs> hey, Chad. I haven't seen you in forever. Hi, Misty and Reggie. Hey, Richard. Uh, Tanya, Clayton. Oh, my God. Hey, Dr. J and Kai. Hi, Byron. Hey there, Chad again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Hi, Giuseppe. So, Giuseppe. I met Giuseppe when I was in Naples, Italy, and he's on the live. Hi, Giuseppe. Hi, Rod. Hi, Jamil. Girl, I miss you. Still want my spray for my hair, too. Smell like cigars, but I was just smoking earlier, but whatever. Uh, Bruce says, I'm a drunk. Isn't he judgmental? So you're judgmental, and that doesn't work here, Bruce. <laughs> Hi, Damien. Hi, Demetrius. 
Hi, Bethany. How are you? It was just a year ago that we met. I saw it in the memories. Hi, Damien. I said, uh, thank you so much, Bethany. Hi, Steph. Hi, Tracy. And I won't stop drinking Bruce. Oh, this, I got to meet Bruce. He keeps calling me a drunk and saying I'm drinking too much. Hi, um, Harvey, Dana, Fred, and hey, Sheila. I got to see you earlier. So anyway, um, this is just really, you guys know when I get on live, I'm just having a good time. I'm trying to put out good energy. I'm trying to put out some really good vibes and good information. So if you saw my commercial, you know I'm supposed to be giving away prizes tonight. But I'm horrible at it. Like, I didn't leave any clues like I was supposed to. I don't have a system. So you're just going to have to listen to the end so I can tell you how to win the prize. Um, so I can tell you how to win the prizes. Because, you know, it's too much going on for me. So I'm just going to have to give some stuff away, and I'll tell you how to get it. All right. So let's talk about our favorite thing that drives us crazy. The ladies, anyway, and maybe the men. Lazy dating. Does anybody know what lazy dating is? Well, I'll tell you what lazy dating is. Let me see if anybody answered, responded to that. So to me, lazy dating is um, when you meet someone in a virtual space and you spend time with them in the virtual space. You don't make an effort to meet in public. You don't, I mean, in person, in public. You don't make an effort. You just spend hours and hours talking to them. Like on Tinder or Bumble, uh, plenty of fish. Um, what others? Black people meet. That was one. I don't even know if that's still active. And then there was one called Backpage, I think. That got shut down because there was prostitution in it. And we talked about prostitution last week. So, you know, we're not interested in being pimp or selling no cooch either. <laughs> so that was shut down. But so lazy dating happens when you meet in the virtual space. And because we have access to the whole world, now that's what we do. We meet in the virtual space. If you're dating, right? So if you meet somebody on Tinder, you swipe, they swipe, you're a match. You start having a conversation on Tinder. And then you exchange phone numbers. And then you may sit up and text or talk for hours, a couple of days, and you don't meet. But you're just having this kind of flat conversation because text messages are very flat. And you also try to paint your best self when you're doing it, right? Because you're trying to meet somebody. And for us women, we hope that that's the one. He's so nice and he's a this and he's this. And we talk about him and we can't wait to meet him and da 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 da. da. And then it goes on a couple days and then he disappears or she disappears. They kind of did this little ghost move. And that's what I call lazy dating because you haven't really made an effort to see them, to feel their energy, to smell them, to get watch them eat, to know if they in fact drive the car that they said in text message that they drive or if they do the job that they said they did. So that's lazy dating and it happens a lot, especially now with so many people are single and you're really wanting to meet somebody to date. And I did it, I don't even deny meeting people on Tinder. I did, I traveled a lot for work a few years ago and wherever I would go for work, I'd get on Tinder and I would swipe to meet someone if I was gonna be there for a couple of days, let's go to dinner. But you know, for me, I'm a, let's go to dinner. I'm like on the spot, like let's go, let's meet. But people don't want to, they wanna, I call it waste your time. They just wanna text you right? They want to text you. They don't want to meet, whatever, whatever. So that to me is lazy dating. So you spend time with somebody and the next thing you know, you feel like you had a great date, you go to sleep. 
next thing you know, you might be sharing pictures, you might talk to each other and not text, and then eventually you may meet, and then you may not like them either, but that's the way it goes. So you have to, for me, it's always like, you have to be careful with the lazy dating because you don't really know these people. You don't know what their intentions are. People have gotten murdered by somebody that they're trying to go on a date with. They've been murdered. They've been harmed. They've been raped. You know, they've been taken advantage of financially. Hell, it was just a few months ago, a lady in Atlanta, I believe, wired some man $80,000 supposed to be getting their house started. They were supposed to get married. They had been dating two weeks. They met online and they had been dating two weeks. I don't know how much dating you can do two weeks to make you give somebody $80,000, but good thing he didn't meet me because shit, I'm not sending $8. So, but this lady sent this guy $80,000 Sent him 80000 and he went and ghost, just like that. But then, you know, she's upset, and she went to the authorities about it. But when you think about it, what do you expect, right? So, what, like, literally, what do you expect? You're going to give somebody $80,000 that you don't know? Hell, it's hard giving somebody $80,000, and you do know them. I, I couldn't. All right, I would be like, what what you want $80,000 for? <laughs> like, I don't have $80,000. But when People are so desperate for a connection and desperate for a relationship that they will do something as drastic as trust somebody that they haven't spent any time with or somebody that they don't know and just to share with them financially or personally, right? You don't know somebody after two weeks, but they want to share in your space. You might invite them into your home and all of you just have to get, you've got to Hmm, let me think the best way to say this. You have to be aware enough of yourself to be able to offer to someone else. If you're not aware of yourself and you're only filling a void of what you think or what you want, then you need to become more aware of yourself because you'll never fill that void. The void is not knowing yourself, right? So I think I mentioned that last week. Your peace comes from inside. Your intuition comes from inside it's not from the other person it's not what somebody else is telling you it's from you you know if you're in danger you know if you're being lied to you know if you're being taken advantage of and it may take you a little while to figure it out i talked about it last week it took me three times to realize that oh my god i've caught myself i've got myself in a situation where somebody's taking advantage of me so it takes us some time but once you're aware of it it doesn't take long to figure it out. And I can complain about taking three times for me to figure out somebody was taking advantage of me. But the truth of the matter is, I was aware of something within the first couple of weeks. But I let it continue. They didn't let it continue. I did, even if I was aware, because I wanted to believe in the goodness of him. And I wanted to believe in the goodness of his product and what he was offering. But when I look back on it, I'm like, damn, I could have left in two weeks. I could have cut this off just like that, but I didn't. I tried to negotiate with myself that it was going to be better, and it wasn't better, right? But that was on me, so I can't necessarily put the blame there. So I'm glad I just talked through that because that helped me to realize that I do have to accept responsibility for allowing myself to be um, mistreated or uh, misused. I won't say mistreated. I'll say misused in a situation. So when you find yourself being misused in situations, you know yourself. You know what feels good. You know what feels bad. Get the fuck on. I don't care who it is. 
It doesn't even matter. It could be family. It could be somebody you just met. It could be your parents. It doesn't matter. If you're being mistreated, you are responsible for keeping yourself safe. And I probably say that every week. So when you're doing your lazy dating and you're meeting people on Tinder or Bumble or whatever the newest thing is, you know yourself. You know if something is too good to be true. You know if somebody's lying to you. You know if it feels bad. These aren't things that are a surprise to you. As a matter of fact, I heard, I don't know because I haven't been in it. If you, there's a group on Facebook, men, uh, the men have one and the women have one. And the group is kind of like, is this your guy that the women are running? And then the guys is kind of like, is this your girl or this your thought or something like that? So people are actually in a group posting pictures pictures of people that they're dating trying to see if other people are dating them what so here's my question if you put yourself in a if you put your person in a group to see if somebody else is dating them don't you already know that they're dating other people if that's the suspicion that you have don't you think that's valid your suspicion is valid and you get to reevaluate what it is that you're doing. So Joanne said, people with big hearts and try to see the good in someone will get hurt if they're not careful. Narcissists are everywhere. You're absolutely right, Joanne. That's me. I'm like, that was me. I'm different now because I never thought that people's intention was to hurt me. I didn't think that people, because I don't hurt people. So I didn't expect that. But then you find out people do take from you. You're absolutely right. But it takes a couple of times. Once you know what it feels like in here, you just stuck, cut it off just like that. So you're exactly right. I totally agree with you. So for me, the guy that I'm dating, if I thought he were dating other people, okay. He could be dating other people because we're single. We're not married. He can date who he wants to date. That's on him. My decision is what I'm going to do with that information. I'm not going to go in a group and put his picture and say, is anybody else dating him? Because if I have to do that, I'm already tarnished in the relationship. I already feel some kind of way. So I don't have to go ask that shit out. I don't know. I'm not going to because I have to trust me. If I don't trust me in it, then that means it's already a problem. But I'm not going and seeking and looking and trying to find out if another woman is dating a man that I'm dating, a man who's single. So that's really, that's a, kind of a caveat of this whole dating thing. People who are single and dating, they know they're not obligated to anybody. They can date 10 people if they want to. So that would be my issue, right? If I were still dating, if I were still dating and somebody put my picture in a group and said, hey, any of y'all know her? It might be several people to be like, oh yeah, I know her. Yeah, I went out with her. And guess what? Don't question me about the shit that I do. I'm an adult, I'm single. If I choose to date, that's what I'm doing. That's me accepting responsibility for me, but I'm also not pretending with anybody. At the time, I wasn't pretending. If I was dating, I was dating. People hate to hear you say that. I'm single, I'm dating. So you guys be very careful of that. When you meet people and they're presenting themselves to you one way, the next thing you know, you got some woman contacting you, asking you, what's your what's your relationship with my man you know single people ask the same question hell who is your man let's start with that but people don't know how to handle themselves 
dating, they feel like it's somebody else's problem. So when you're doing your lazy dating and you're meeting people, now think, people can text you from the bed next to their husband, next to their wife, girlfriend, it don't matter, from inside a prison, they don't, wherever they get a cell phone, they can text you from there. You have to do your due, due diligence in who you are and figuring it out to protect yourself. That's lazy dating. When people are don't want to meet, if they don't want to meet you and they just want to text you, they don't want to talk on the phone, to hell with that. They're wasting your time, male or female. If you've never met them and they're asking you for money, to hell with that. They're asking you for anything other than information about having a conversation with them. If they're not trying to meet you for coffee, if they're not trying to meet you at a park, at a subway, not a subway station, but yeah, a subway station if you live in the big city, but a subway restaurant, a McDonald's, and it doesn't have to be about money. People who want to meet you, meet you. People who don't, don't. But playing the games on the phone, that's a wrap. That's a kid's game. So we're not doing that. So we don't do that. So I, and Joanne, me too. I was married to one too, the first, my first marriage. I've only had one marriage, but I was too. And I realized, I look back on it and I'm like, I was a fucking idiot. But I did find myself in relationships with females, my girlfriends that are narcissistic as well. And we'll talk about that next week. So that's my thing on lazy dating. If you're single and you're dating and you're doing it online, Good for you. Meet as many people as you want to meet, but protect yourself. Don't trust that somebody's going to come and make all your dreams come true overnight. And there are some great stories. People met online and they fell in love and they got married. And there are some stories where people met online and somebody was found bound and dead behind a park bench. Like the stories go to the extremes. You are responsible for taking care of yourself, whether you if you're dating multiple people, you keep yourself safe. If you feel like the person you're dating, you only want them to date you and they're not interested in just dating you, don't hold them accountable for just dating you. So that's my lazy dating. So let's see what else is on my list tonight. The DMs that kind of goes with the lazy dating. You guys all get your little messages in your DMs, right? Especially the women. The men may do it too. I don't know. I don't know if women contact men as much in their direct message as men contact women in their direct messages. And so I get it all the time. Men come into my direct message all the time, but I'm a businesswoman. So when somebody contacts me in my direct message, I'm trying to sell some books. So I'll start, they'll say, Hey, you know, Hey, beautiful. Hey, sexy. And I'll say, Hey, that's it. That's all I'm saying. And they're like, how are you? I'm fine. And they may not ever say anything else. And they don't say anything else. You know why? Because I didn't initiate or start a conversation. I didn't continue the conversation that they wanted to have. So we have to be aware of that. Only give what you're capable of giving. If somebody comes for you, it's something. If somebody talking to you in your inbox and you're not interested in talking to them, they're not disrespecting you when they call you beautiful or they call you sexy. We know that. You know you're beautiful. You know you're sexy. You know that. You've been called beautiful and sexy since you was 12 or 13 years old. Soon as you start getting breasts, your hips start poking out, get a little ass. Every man from 13 to 70 think you're beautiful because every man looking at you like a little pork chop. They want you. They want to talk to you. They want to get close to you, right? So you know when the men 
you know what men do when they're trying to get to you. It doesn't change. But a lot of times women are frustrated. He, he called me sexy. He's disrespectful. I'm this, he doesn't know anything about you. He sees you very surface, very basic pictures and makes a comment. Hey, sexy. Hey, beautiful. Now I'm the queen of pictures on Facebook and Instagram. I love them. I take pictures. I post them all the time. I look at them and say, oh, this is a nice picture. I'm going to post this. I know that. I post my pictures. So when people make comments, I just say, thank you. You know, you're so sexy. Thank you. It doesn't have to go anything beyond that. And what I found is that men aren't men are only going to go so far. They wait for you to carry it the rest of the way because they're not in a position to offer you anything other than you're beautiful. But women, we we're hopeful. We're hopeful that our knight in shining armor is going to be in there. We're hopeful that he's going to be a good guy and this will turn into something good. So when you see somebody that looks good back to you, now you want to start a conversation. He's still the same as the one that wasn't attractive. He's still the same as the one that didn't have a picture. They're all the same. They're in your inbox. I, I'd like to liken the people in the inbox. And I don't know the age range of people on here. But when, when I used to go to the clubs all the time, and think about it. When you go to the clubs, there's always men standing on the wall. They're not dancing. They're not having conversation with anybody. They're just standing on the wall and they got a drink and they're just watching people go by. They're not saying anything. They're just watching you. And then if you get close enough, one of them may reach out and touch you on the arm to get your attention. Those are the men that come to the inbox. They're antisocial. They really don't know how to approach you. They don't know how to approach people. So, but the inbox gives them a cover. Because sometimes on your post, men comment on your post and they'll have a conversation with you in your post. Those are the men that are attractive. Those are the men that are like, oh, they're really interested in what I have to say. Now that's somebody you can have a conversation with. But the one who says nothing on your post, and he just comes in your inbox and say, hey, sexy. That's all he got. I guarantee you the next person say, hey, sexy, say, hey, they're not going to say shit. Don't say, hey, how are you? Nothing. Hey. Hey, sexy. Hey. He might say, how are you? I'm fine. That's it. Won't say anything after that because they don't know what to say. They bank on those people kind of, I won't call them predators because that sounds so yucky, but those people that come into your inbox are banking on you to carry the conversation. They're banking on you to say, I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I was just such and such. Oh, well, what you contact me for? They're banking on you to make this conversation happen. And because that's who we are, that's what we do. I've done it. I've had crazy conversations in my inbox. And I end up like, why are you contacting me? What do you want? Oh, I was just saying, and I, you know, if you come here, then I want to, man, fuck that. Uh, so the inbox, that's why my little emoji this week was joy inside the mailbox, because that's the person that's really just trying. They are predators. <laughs> okay, Sheila. We can go with predators. Yeah, that's it. It felt natural coming out. They are predators, but they get in there and they want to get your attention. And that's the only way they know how to get your attention in your inbox. Like I said, 
And my faceless love knows I'm a businesswoman. I try to sell my books. I may send a flyer and be like, here, boom, go buy your book. <laughs> boom, I'll send a flyer or something. Because for me, it's like, you have no reason to contact me. If you even, if you listen to me on Facebook, if you read what I write on Facebook, if you've read my books, if you, anything about me, you know that I'm not in the market for anybody. And you also know that I'm definitely not babysitting somebody, right? I'm not doing it. And I'm not giving myself in the capacity that you want. You want to have sex with me, excuse me. You want to fuck, I'm not fucking. That's it. But that's what people want. That's when they come in there and they're sideways. Now, if you've been having a conversation with somebody on Facebook in a post and it switched to your inbox, then that's different because they're not afraid of you. They're going to have a conversation. They're interested in what you have to say. That's a different kind of conversation in your inbox. But for those predators, those are the ones that's just standing on the wall of the club waiting for you to get close enough because they're not bold enough brave enough, man enough to step to you and say, hi, in your post, hey, they're not brave, they're not that. They're gonna wait for you to get close enough to touch you, that's it. And that's what your inbox is. And a lot of times as women, single, we're, we want somebody to talk to. And I'm, hey, guilty, y'all know, I'll tell the truth. I'm guilty of it. Bored, you want some conversation, you start talking to somebody in your inbox, and then the next day you're like, ugh, I can't believe I had that whole conversation. That was stupid. But at the time, it was what you wanted to do. Be very aware of that. You meet somebody in the inbox, you talk to them outside, guess what? They ain't got no job. They living with a woman and some kids or they mama. They ain't doing nothing. All they doing, they got access to Wi-Fi wherever they are. And that may be why they don't call you. They don't want to call you because they can't call you because they own Wi-Fi and they can use social media on Wi-Fi. That's the truth. And you think about that. Talk about being consistent and you talk about being brave and you talk about being a man, right? Being a man that offers leadership to his house, to his family, to you. Those that slink around in your inbox, they're not offering you anything. They're not. And sometimes men will just say every day, good morning, beautiful. Good morning. I even made a post about this. It's two men that say good morning to me every day in my inbox. And I say good morning. And this has been going on for probably four months. That's it. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. That's it. Nothing else. Not how I'm doing. Not what you're doing. Nothing. Finally, one of them, I ask, don't you work in the mornings? And he said, I work at night. I said, oh, that was the whole conversation. So we can't assume, and this is a chapter in my little book that I'm writing, we can't assume that people are, it is very, <laughs> thank you, Misty. It is very irritating, Sheila. It is very irritating. We can't assume that they that people who come to us want what we want. I'm writing about that in my book. We can't give people head starts, right? You, especially a man, men, men have to be like great, right? Men are like shit. Men are men. Like men are men. Men are powerful and they are powerful to us and they just have the universe drive through us. Like men are amazing. So you don't a man who's not 
who's not, why does he get your time? What are you going to do? Make him a man? That's his mama's job. We ain't raising no men. I'm 50. Most of the people I interact with are older. I know I'm not raising anybody. And I've had men say, well, I need a good woman who can hold me down while I, wrong one, wrong, turn the channel, wobble, 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 wobble. I can't help you do shit. Sorry. That's, I've already made my contributions. I have a son. I'm raising him. I'm not raising a man. I'm not, I don't want to hear the sob stories and I'm not giving a head start. I know where I am. I know who I am. I know that I'm okay as I am, right? And fortunately, I found this amazing love when I spent years without it. The first man who's ever truly loved me and I'm almost 50. Think about that. The first person, first man who's ever truly loved me and I, I'm at almost 50. Come on now. And it, guess what? It was worth the wait. All the toads I kissed, all the people I spent time with, this was worth it. I do everything all over again just for the opportunity to feel that somebody loves me unconditionally. So when people are in your inbox, they don't want nothing. They they scared. They have, I, I could go on about this. They're scared. They have, they are probably sociopaths. They were probably the same way in school, sat by themselves in the club. They sit and wait for you to come by them and give them something. Come by and give them something. Get them, get close enough to touch. That's exactly who are, that's who's in your inbox. They want you to get close enough that they can sit there and have access to you for nothing. For nothing. If you ask someone, why are you contacting me? I can't even tell you why they're contacting you because it would be crass to say, I'm contacting you because I'm trying to fuck. They can't say that. Even if they could, they're in their mind. They're like, I can't say that. I got to pretend because uh, uh, you're nice. Yeah, we know what that's about. They can't even have the conversation to say what it is they want from you, but they show up in your, they show up there and they want to, <laughs> they want to waste your time, right? Yes. And while Lil say, that's what somebody will say in your box. Can I, he said, you kiss toes. That's what they asking him. He's a guy. So he's got that message from somebody. Guys will even ask. Can I kiss your toes? They ask you all this crappy stuff. And you're like, why are you wasting my time? Why are you in here? Leave me alone. But we can't, you can't give them access to you to waste your time. You're responsible for your time. You're responsible for how you use your time. And that's important to me. I've had a conversation with someone and they were like, um, well, where are you from? And because sometimes, you know, shit, I'm a writer, so I need material. Where are you from? I'm like, you come in my inbox from my Facebook and ask me where I'm from. Did you even look at my Facebook? It's on there. Look at my Facebook. Well, why can't you tell me? Because you're wasting my fucking time. I don't have time to tell you something that's available to the world. It's out there. So how about you read, go through my Facebook page, look on my website read everything that I've ever done. If there's a question you want to answer to, come back out, answer it. But meanwhile, bye, right? So I'll engage because I need material. <laughs> but, but that's just me. But when you, women are irritated by it, <laughs> when I get irritated by it and women are irritated by it, 
you just stop it in the tracks and be like, hey, you know you're beautiful. He ain't telling you nothing new, but they think that's something new. And you'd be like, you're talking about I'm sexy. You know, somebody been trying to fuck me since I was 12. You ain't new. I know what this is about. I know what it sounds like. I know what it looks like. What is it if it sounds like a duck and looks like a duck? Guess what? It's a duck. So you can say that, leave me alone, or you can just say, hey, and they're not going to go anywhere beyond that. Men bank on women giving them a head start. Men bank on women opening the door to let them in. How can you have a whole conversation with someone, go on a date with them, and then find out they don't have a job? Or better yet, they'll ask you, uh, I want to take you out. And you're like, okay, we'll go to dinner. You get to that. And then they want to know, can you pick them up? Can you pick me up from the train station? Or uh, I, we can only spend like $20. Like people say stuff like that and you're like, you think I'm amazing, but you think I'm $20 amazing? And you think I'm going to pick you up? And you think I'm going to let you come live in my stay at my house? So you don't think I'm amazing. You think I'm stupid. Oh, so when you start looking at what is really happening, you have to think, if this is the caliber of man that's approaching me, he's already relegated me to a position. And then when you continue with it, you have given him a head start because you think, oh, he's a good man. If I do this, then he'll do this. You think about raising him up and all this. That shit don't work. Mm -mm, not well. Maybe for 20-somethings, but the 50-somethings, if you're 50-something and you're not talking about your retirement and 401k and you ain't referring to your baby mama no more as baby mama, your kids ain't grown, guess what? Want, 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 want. Wrong conversation, right? So that's kind of my little rant about the inbox because it is alive. And I've got some beautiful women. I've said that already. They're amazingly beautiful, brilliant women that I'm friends with on Facebook. And in, I'm sure everywhere, amazingly beautiful. And we all have a story to tell about some scrub. <laughs> we all have a story to tell about them. But it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It just means it's happened to us. And we now are aware of it. And we have to make sure that us being aware of it and being annoyed with whoever's in our inbox isn't enough to stop us from shining, from us from being beautiful and carrying that smile that we want to carry and the anger that we don't want. That's the stuff we have to release. And to be able to get to that point to release it to where the inbox doesn't bother you, the DMs don't bother you, you have to accept responsibility for everything that you've done, the situations you've put yourself in. You can't point the finger and blame Leroy or Tyrone because of this and this and this. You let that shit happen. We let it happen. I know. I, 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 don't, I can't even take the blame for it. I mean, I can't even put blame on anybody else. I know it happened to me. And I'll say, oh, my God, he was horrible. But it was me. I believed in him. I saw goodness in him. And it turned out it sucked. So my bad, I'll do better next time. So ladies, when you're frustrated about the men in the inbox, just don't be frustrated. They ain't gonna do nothing. They on the inbox. So when they tell you, hey, sexy, hey, beautiful, you already know that. You can say, hey, hey, that's it. You ain't gotta say nothing else. And they probably ain't gonna say nothing else because they don't know what to say. Because they want you to blush and they want you to be flattered that they think you're beautiful and they think you're sexy. 
You already know that shit. That ain't that ain't enough to get you. That ain't enough to get you going, right? You already know. So don't even do that. So and to the men, when you enter the inboxes, because I know some of y'all on here go in the inboxes. I no no I know, and I I'm, I'm not fussing at y'all. I love all y'all. Y'all know that. But when you do go into the inbox, have a conversation in public first and not in private. Say something on the timeline. Say something in a post. Have a public conversation and then allow it to be offered to move to the inbox so that it's mutual, right? You don't want to just go slinking around in somebody's inbox. That's like looking in somebody's mirror. And you especially don't want to call somebody through the inbox. Why would you call somebody from the little video? Like, why are you calling me? Come on. That's an invasion of space, personal space, and is disrespectful. So that's my little thing about the inboxes. It's okay, y'all not. You don't have to feel bad about it because, you know, y'all are amazing. And this is going to be funny because now this is about to go to my inbox. I have um, this guy that was contacting me just lately, and I ended up blocking him. I don't really block people, but um, he just he kept comment, com making comments in my uh, inbox. And, uh, you know, I was like, well, you know what? There's a lot of information out there. You know, you can read my books, you know, and. You know, he's like, you're always talking about reading my reading your books. I don't have a lot of time to read and that I'm like, so what the fuck you want to talk to me for? Because I'm I'm expect you to read everything I write. Like if you are going to be in a relationship with me, you can read all kinds of stuff. As a matter of fact, you <laughs> if you have an opportunity to talk to my faceless love, he tells you I send shit all day. Emojis. You, I send uh, an emojis that I have created of myself to him so that I can save them. Hey, read this. What do you think about this? Here's You always, for me, that's important. So for you not to have time to read, and I ask him, I'm like, well, well, what do you do? So he said he was a pimp. I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that you're a pimp. No, he said he's a sugar daddy. I said, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, you if you read, you could be so much more. There's more than that. I said, so you work a lot to give your money away. And I'm sure somebody thinks that's impressive, but it's not. So he was like, yeah, well, I just, I don't read a lot. And I asked him, I said, well, can you read? You know, because a lot of adults can't read. That's the truth, right? A lot of adults can't read. Um, so I'm like, well, can you read? And he said, yeah, I can read. I said, well, you know what they always say? If you want to keep a man in the dark, hide, you want to hide information from him, put it in a book. And I said, you know what? You should really consider doing that. Because if what you know today is what you'll know for the rest of your life, you're going to be in a difficult situation of growing up and you'll be stuck there. So he just, you know, he kind of started having some other conversation about me, what I think about me, but it was really what he thought about me. But, you know, does I'm like, whatever. Okay, bye. And I blocked him. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm leaving this conversation. So you can't let, you can't let the words of somebody on Facebook halt your steps because people don't have power over you you can't let um somebody influence your movements that you don't know because of what you think they want oh my gosh i should write that down that's another conversation i'm gonna have to do that in two weeks because i already got my format for next week but when people are trying to tell you what they think a wife is and how a woman should act to be a wife and oh Oh, that makes me sweat thinking about that. I get fired up when I hear people talking about stuff like that, trying to give women direction on how to be women.
Mm -mm, I don't like that. But anyway, so that was my rant tonight about um, lazy dating and the DMs, right? So people get in there and they want your attention. They're not going to do much. They don't have access to you. They want you to come to where they are. If you live in it, I live out of state. I, most of my stuff is in Atlanta. Most of the stuff I do is in Atlanta. Everybody knows Marietta is home for me. So people will be like, well, when, men will be like, when are you coming back to Atlanta? And I'm like, you want to date me, but you want me to come to where you are? What the fuck kind of date is that? Like, you not, you can't even make an effort to come to where I am, but you want my attention? Okay. Um, it doesn't. You know, for me, I'm just like, that doesn't make sense. So if I get this kind of stuff and I'm not even looking to date, I can only imagine the kind of stuff that women who are looking to date, the kind of stuff that they get, the kind of comments and questions and stuff that they get, and they make an effort to do it, right? Like men who, men who want you, want you, and they don't want you in your inbox. They want you by their by their sides like they want to get to know you they want to see you they want you to be who you are that's the most significant thing that we have to remember so it's okay to move from a public conversation to a private conversation to your inbox your dms that's okay but when people are kind of being a predator and it's almost like looking in your window or reaching out to touch you on the slide to get you to respond that's a whole nother issue. They're already telling you that their intention is selfish. It's not for you. It's for them. They want you to give them something that they want, right? They want something from you and they want you to be okay with giving it. So you have to be very aware of that. You have to know that no, they're not coming to you to give you anything, to give you time, attention, a future, tomorrow. They want to take from you right then. They want something from you. And that's when you already know it's a problem, right? You already know that's a problem. So that's it on my lazy dating and DMs. And I'm open to all the conversations. And I'm open to the DMs. I'll probably have more tomorrow. And whoever this guy is that was commenting about me drinking wine, he's new to the show. He probably won't be back. But that's okay if he doesn't come back. I, you guys know I don't do judgment. so whatever. Um, so that's it for lazy dating in the DMs. And my woman crush Wednesday was Jennifer and Jennifer Williams. She lives in uh, Chattanooga. I'll post her photo on my um, joy exposed page. My grandbaby's walking in the room right now. Bye baby. My joy exposed page. And then also I'll put the um, Facebook post of the week on there as well. So, uh, yeah, so I'll put those on my page. Let's see, I got a new comment. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, Joanne said, I hate that. Do not call my inbox. And that's right, Sheila. Maybe the young folks do that, the calling and stuff. I don't know. But, God, that drives me insane. So next week, let me move a little forward. It's 9.55 already. That went by fast. Hi. So next week, hold on a second, baby. Next week, we're going to talk about girlfriends, right? And I... um. I love to think that I'm a good friend. I always try to be a good friend, not even just a good friend, a good person. And I'm gonna talk about how girlfriends can be narcissistic in the same light, how they can 
take from you and they can want to control you and want you to do what they want you to do. And then when you can't, then they're ready to leave their friendship. And you, and to me, it makes me, it has made me very weak in a uh, friends as far as talking about girlfriends. Um, so we're going to talk about that next week and how do we protect ourselves in the same sex relationships. Keisha, I love you too. We'll talk to our talk about how do we protect ourselves in same sex relationships when people want to take from us, our girlfriends, and we've shared so much with them, so much detail about who we are, intimate details, and we're supposed to be friends and all of these things. Yes, ma'am. Just a second. Okay, I'm almost finished. How do we protect ourselves in that? How do we protect ourselves? So we're going to talk about that next week, and I'll share with you guys some heartbreak that I had from my girlfriends, some friends that were gosh, years of friendship, and then they were just gone, and uh, that's really hard for me because I'm an internal emotional processor, and um, people don't understand when you end a relationship, whether it's with a man or with a woman or with a family member, a job, we all have to go through the process of that grieving process and healing and getting beyond that, and we really uh, face that in death, but when you think about a death of a relationship, male or female, what it's still the same death, it's still the same thing as dying. Maybe the person isn't dead, but the relationship is. So I'm gonna talk about that next week because it's been really hard for me trying to um, understand, and I look at me myself, understand what I did as a friend to drive them away and what happened that they left the friendship or whatever. So we'll talk about that next week and um, oh, let me tell you guys how to win a prize. So I have five, I have five virtues of joy books. I've got five. So I'm giving away five virtues of joy. Now, if you have the first one, I'll send you the second one. But the first five people, don't laugh. The first five people who go to my inbox and send me just your name and address, I will send you an autographed copy of my book. And I try, I'll try to do better next week with my giveaways. But right now, that's all I can do. So if you go, if you inbox me your name and your address, and I'll recognize if you already have the first book or not. If you have, if you don't have the first one, I'll send you the second one. And if you don't have the first one, I'll autograph it and I'll drop it in the mail to you tomorrow. So it's 10 o'clock. It's Wednesday, August 14th. My birthday is in two weeks. I'll be the big 5-0. And it's Joyce Lynn Wells with Joy Exposed. Mwah. I appreciate all of you for spending this hour with me. You could be doing anything, but you're doing me. So remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Mwah. Love you. See you next week. Bye. Me. Yes.